Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Back to Basics. The episode I planned for today is part of the Acceleration Project, or TAP, series, and I wanted to highlight one of its women-owned small businesses clients. Pause to Be Present is a virtual meditation studio co-founded by Cheryl Browse and Stephanie Falk. They are on a mission to help people find calm, peace, happiness, and boost their health and well-being. Well, hello, ladies. How are you? Good morning. We're good. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm very, very excited to have you. Anything that it's uh, an excuse to to pause and be present is a good excuse. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Well, great, great. So um, as part of the TAP series, we've been highlighting some of the management, you know, the CEO and founder, Jane, was here. But it's also very important to us to to highlight the clients they serve, the businesses and their journeys. So let me start by asking Stephanie first, and then we'll go to Cheryl. But can you share with us a bit of your background? Where are you from? What do you envision being as a little girl? what you studied, and, and and bring us back to present in a way. Sure, sure. So I'm from the New York area, born and bred, went to college at Syracuse University, studied communications. Um, when I was a little girl, what did I want to be? I wanted to be an actress or a dancer. So, but obviously it definitely didn't go in that direction. Um, <laughs> as I grew up, I, I studied journalism and communications, and I found that that was really where I could use um, my skills. I started out in the corporate world. I worked for Foot Locker, uh, the corporation, and I worked there for 13 years in different capacities of retail marketing and branding. Loved it. Worked in PR, cause marketing. And then my journey took me to the nonprofit world where I worked for 13 years in fundraising and development for um, a great organization called Gilda's Club Westchester, which is um, helps people that are impacted by cancer. Wow, so that's, uh, beautiful. that's, that's, that's beautiful. a little bit about my background. That's definitely short and sweet, but we we're going to dig more into that. Sure. Uh, so Cheryl, tell us about yourself. Well, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, so um, in a small-ish town. Uh, it's funny, Stephanie, I never knew you wanted to be an actress or uh, a dancer. I, When I was little, that's what I wanted to do, too. And I did theater sort of my whole life until college. Um, so we'll have to talk about that. I sort of, you know, I was always very much a... Um, overachiever, perfectionist, work hard work. And I ended up uh, being an econ major, going to Goldman Sachs and being an investment banker, then went to NYU Law School and was a corporate litigator. And, you know, we could talk forever about this, but always sort of pushing, pushing, pushing to, to find that right place for myself. And not until I came to this world of mindfulness that I realized in retrospect, a lot of what I did was probably not my true passions, but I can sort of trace throughout everything that I did a sort of a common link in why I was pursuing those things and where they sort of fell short in my own sort of feeling that I was on the right 
path to ultimately want what I wanted to do. And so when I was, I moved to New York for work purposes, um, met my husband, who's a New Yorker, ended up staying here and having three children. And it really wasn't until I was a mother with three young children feeling overwhelmed and quite frankly, not so happy that I came to find mindfulness. And um, it, it rocked my world. It changed my life. It really in such positive ways that I did a complete career change and just wanted to share it with whoever would listen. And, you know, fast forward, here we are. So that's amazing. No, that's uh, well, yeah, definitely. You both going to win the prize as the most concise and yet to the point. There's so much in, in, in what each of you has said. But if I understand this correct, Stephanie also has three kids, right? So you have, have three, three yep. each. Oh, my God. Six between us. Yeah, almost that, almost the same ages too. So interestingly, that is pretty amazing. And and for what I hear you say, Cheryl, that was a big component. Was that for you too, uh, Stephanie, when you decided to kind of change the course of your career? Absolutely, and that's it's a it's a great segue to you know I had three kids. I was working full time. Fundraising was very very stressful, as you can imagine, and I just felt like I was burning the candle at both ends. I wasn't sleeping well. I had tried therapy, all these different ways to just kind of calm myself down. And, you know, I had kept hearing about Cheryl's practice and, and, and her company and what she was doing. And I decided to finally bite the bullet. And I needed to try something that would help me become less reactive and more in the moment and, you know, just stop being so anxious about, you know, was I going to make that budget? Were my kids going to do okay? And you know, was I a good mom and all these things. Um, and I went to Cheryl's class as a student and the rest is history because the practice really was transformative for me. Um, I always had thought, you know, whenever I'd see Cheryl around town, I'd say, it sounds nice, meditation, mindfulness, but it sounds very woo-woo to me. <laughs> it didn't seem like it was anything I would ever do. But once I actually sat with her in her office and with a, a group of other people, um, I felt her, her, the way she taught was very relatable and I felt it clicked for me. So, you know, that's, that's how great. we actually started. I was her student. So, that yeah. is awesome. That is yeah. awesome because, you know, you have a biggest cheerleader with you, Cheryl, and, and that, that you both uh, can uh, relate to an experience, you know, where, where you can go back to that teacher student and see different angles, because I am sure as as business owners, that's very important to, to Absolutely. what you said, uh, Stephanie resonates a lot because I've been playing around with mindfulness for a while, but it wasn't until the pandemic started, you know, and that uh, we were locked down and really, I'm so happy. I had that tool and did the full tarot brack, you know, like, and there's so many awareness teachers and meditation or practice. Now that I know uh, I'm supposed to be present, I'm definitely researching in your webpage. I'm like, Oh, this is great. This sounds awesome. And uh, it's been such a lifesaver too. Like I, I've experienced it. And even at work, like the way you approach work is different and people notice that too. And so I think it is very, very powerful. So, so Cheryl, when you did that change and you say, okay, I'm going to give this a, a, a shot. Like how was that trail of thought? Because I think it's important for a lot of people out there that have similar circumstance, a corporate world, big shot, you know, a career, it's quite intimidating to think, let's live it all and go meditate. It is. You know, one of the things that I love about this particular practice is that it's very 
doable. It's very accessible. You don't have to change your life. You don't have to carve out huge amounts of time. So the way I practice and the way I teach is sort of living mindfully, making your cup of coffee a mindful meditation, making your walk with your dog part of your practice, making your listening skills with your kids part of your practice. So I think it becomes less intimidating when you recognize that it doesn't have to look a particular way. So that was one big thing. But I I always tell this story that I think people can really relate to is the moment that I recognized um, sort of the, the aha moment for me was when I was home, my kids were small. And I said to my husband, you just have to take them for the day. It was a Sunday. I I just need some peace and quiet. I I just need everyone to leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And um, he was kind and sweet and took them out to the park. And I remember sitting there in my house, recognizing, okay, they're gone. Now I have to get to my to-do list and I need to clean my closet. I need to get a jumpstart on work. And I, I just realized that all the noise that we talk about was not out there. It was in here. And it was, that was such an important moment for me because we tend to go searching and seeking for the answers or for people to make us happier for a new job or a new house. And I just realized such a powerful thing about mindfulness is we have to learn how to quiet our minds or how to just meet our busy thoughts and our, like Stephanie said, our anxieties and our worries and our self-doubt. Like that is all internal work. And that was just a really powerful moment for me when I first started practicing this is how do I show up for myself? How do I meet myself in a different way? How do I change those thought patterns or just turn down the volume of all that noise in here so that I can be more present and be more calm and be more self-assured and be more joyful? Um, So it was just, it's really transformative. And I never realized there was a different way to be. I thought if I wasn't living on the edge, if I wasn't really stressed and sort of in this, this chronic state of sort of, um, of stress, that that was what living was, that that was my fullest potential. And I just realized like, that's how I was taught my whole life. You could tell by my sort of my path of, of all those high pressure jobs. I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. So this really taught me uh, that I could be different. And, and in that difference, I was happier. I was calmer. I was more present. I was living my life as it was happening instead of always sort of searching elsewhere for what's next. So oh, that's great. And, and you got the discipline to stick with it, because I think that's also an important point, right? Like we find these tools and we use them for a little bit and we do it, but then we fail to commit to them. And I think, you know, since I took, I, I've taken a mindfulness practice, I don't, I cannot do it every day, but I found a way to bake it into like, now it's the first thing I do when I arrive in my computer in the morning, I can carve out 15 minutes to do that. And my day starts completely different. So I, you start to create those 15, mo- 15 minutes because you know the difference that they will go to make down the road. Absolutely. I mean, that's exactly right. You you have to, if it becomes a chore, if it becomes like, oh, here's one more thing I have to do, then forget it. It's not going to stick. But to your point, exactly, if you find just, and it could be five minutes, it could be two minutes of, you know, in the morning of just taking a breath, having a sip of coffee, looking outside, whatever it is. And then, then like you said, the key is you're like, there's something there. There's something good and restful and deeply peaceful in that moment and then you start to want more. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be hours of meditation. It can be five minutes every day, but it can it can make a huge difference to your point of your of how your whole day unfolds. 
Yeah, no, that's great. And being aware, I guess that's a mindful awareness, right? They say just by being aware, you're already halfway there. So what about you, Stephanie? Do you have an aha moment? I know that as a student, you went there and you joined, but there's a difference between, you know, going to a meditation class and that to really, you know, like make the, the leap. Is there an aha moment you want to share? I definitely had an aha moment. Well, I mean, I loved her classes and I was going regularly and I never thought I would leave the nonprofit world. I knew that I was good at that job and I just felt like this was my life. If you ever told me that I was going to one day open a meditation and mindfulness studio, I would laugh. You know, that would never be in my, my plan. But um, I was reading about all these different studios that were popping up around the country you know, that were like soul cycle for meditation. And I thought that was brilliant. And I said, why isn't Cheryl, you know, she's in this little, very sweet office, but she needs, she has something very special that I felt that should be shared with the world. So I wrote a one page business plan. You know, I showed it to my husband and and one of my friends, who's also a student of Cheryl's. And I was like, what do you think about this? And, and they said, they thought it was great, but you can't do this without Cheryl. So um, I asked her to lunch and she said, sure. Didn't ask why, just we showed up at lunch. <laughs> I presented my, my, my idea and the thought about let's take this to the next level. And I said, I know you're going to need time to think about it, talk to your husband. And without even basically blinking, she said, I'm in. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she said, because I've always wanted to do this, but I want, for me, it's so important to stick to being able to teach and, and continue with the practice. And, I, and as long as you're going to handle the business part of this, because you know, she had talked to other people in her, in her past that had said it's a lot of work to do this as a business. So we shook hands and started meeting once a week in Barnes and Noble and different places and, and the rest is history. So it's been I two years this. actually this month. So, oh, yeah, congratulations. I was going to ask how long ago was this? That's great. Well, I love that story and I love that you shared the details of how you made it happen and how you had this idea because, you know, some people will have thought, well, Cheryl is going to say no, you know, like they were going to come up with 10 different excuses why the idea sounded good. But, you know, and I always say, don't, don't shoot yourself on the foot before you ask, you know, and I think that's a great learning point from, from it's that. actually just, it's very true because I was like, I have a very easy right now. I have a, a job, a great job. I, something I liked. And I, you know, why should I change things up? Why would I ever want to start a business? And I was very fearful. I said, I could just keep it easy and do nothing. Um, but something was calling me to, 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 to try it out. So um, I'm, I'm always grateful to Cheryl that she said yes. And we are having a great adventure. I will say that for sure. It has been an amazing ride. That is great. And honestly, I mean, I think your timing and the timing for, um, you know, platforms like this, it's really impeccable. It's almost like two years ago, the universe was preparing you for the big shift that unfortunately COVID has brought to us. And uh, I think now more than ever, you know, plans where you can access, you know, your practice from anywhere. Like I'm in Miami and I can access your practice from, you know, and, that it, and you both in New York, that that's so powerful, you know, and I think we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg in terms of the opportunities this will bring. Yeah, we've really enjoyed. I mean, we would never obviously wish the past year on any of us, 
but it it has been an incredible journey for us to be able to expand our sort of our participant demographics. And a lot of people, even local people have said to us, I would never have come to your studio, but because I can sit in the quiet of my own home, I don't even have to turn my video on um, and I can just ex explore this, especially as you said, during this really stressful time, it's been a real gift for us. It's been really supportive of other people. It's We've created communities and connections and helped people feel less isolated. So to your point, it was, you know, we really struggled as I'm sure all small businesses did. We had just invested in a beautiful new space and a studio and sort of poured our hearts and souls into making it this beautiful physical space. And we, uh, we ended up closing it and terminating our lease, which was sort of heartbreaking. But again, Stephanie and I sort of felt confident that, you know, the stars were aligned and it, and we just took off with this virtual platform. And, and now to your point, it is exciting because I think, you know, this whole pandemic will teach us that in many ways we can connect uh, regardless of where we are. And I think for mindfulness and meditation, it's really very special. And I also have always been a real advocate, which is why we opened a physical studio of practicing together. You know, I, the apps are great. I'm a huge fan of all of the amazing meditation apps, but there is sort of nothing quite like actually breathing together with other human beings. And it is even true that that connection can be felt and that support can be felt virtually. So that's sort of something special. I think that, that this allows us this virtual platform is that people show up physically for each other, even if it's on a virtual zoom, we have conversations, we talk about our struggles, we breathe together. And it's, it's a very, it's a very powerful thing that I think is not done enough in sort of Western mindfulness practice is the, the power of sort of the group practice. So we're looking forward to, you know, how that unfolds even, you know, post pandemic. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, I'm in telecommunications. So for me to see it happen, like, because we lay the infrastructure down for all this to happen. And I always have to do a plug. It's like our industry, because our industry has done its homework, we were able to endure this pandemic, you know, and there's still a lot of kids out there, a lot of people that don't have broadband access. But you imagine facing this pandemic without the ability to have a Zoom call or, or something like that. And, and it really, and the technology has been there for a while, but it took a big disruptor, like rock bottom kind of experience. Like we all live with COVID for us to embrace it. And now our mind is open to like, ah, this can work too. And the physical space, you can always have it. You know, when COVID is done, there's no reason why not to have, you know, and I'm sure people will do a hybrid, like work, you know, you want to go to the office one day, but then you want to work from home a different day. And so I think the possibilities are going to be so, so broad. Yeah, totally. Very we owe you a debt of gratitude then for setting. <laughs> well, yeah, the industry, I always have to plug it because it's, it's amazing. Like people, we are taking our phones and our technology for granted. And, you know, the telecom industry was not, at, at least the workforce was deemed essential in March last year, like during the pandemic. But I think 
you know, it's a workforce that is essential way before. And we recognize, obviously, the nurses, which, of course, the first responders. But if our guys weren't climbing the towers, laying the fiber, making all that work, you know, it, it would be a very different story. But that, that's a telecom plug. So. <laughs> but I saw on the... So tell me about your programs, because I saw so many different things that are exciting. And uh, so tell me, I mean, I leave this up, maybe one of each can do, but uh, what, what's the most popular practice or program right now has to be present that people are really enjoying these days? You want me to say it, Carol? Or? Yeah, you start. Okay. <laughs> I think, well, we're very, like, we both are very passionate about our community and our daily classes that we have um, twice a day. And, you know, 15, 20, 25 people, depending on the day, join us together um, for different teachers. We have amazing expert instructors. They each have a specialty. Not only do we have Cheryl, we have a positive psychology coach. Um, we have a, a mindful naturalist. We have a psychologist. So everyone brings a little bit of their expertise to our community. So people really like that. For working women or work any, you know, anyone that works, basically they could tune in on we have an on-demand library, which has been incredible. We created it ourselves. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. It's really something that we feel people can access anytime and anywhere. So that's great. And then now we're doing Cheryl's leading teacher training programs. That's that of she's take, spreading her wealth of knowledge to the next generation of teachers. So hopefully some of those will be some of our future pause to be present teachers one day. We just have an, a lot of amazing programs like that for our community that we offer to anyone. You know, we have customers in Chicago and Maryland and Florida beyond the New York area, which is great. Um, but we're also very, very excited about the programs that we do in schools and that we do in companies and corporations because especially since the pandemic, our corporate work has significantly increased because, you know, companies are really aware of the importance of wellness and, and how anxious and stressed out. I mean, we hear this every week from new clients and our existing clients. What can we do with you guys to bring some calm into the workplace? You know, while people are working remotely or, you know, there's no boundaries at home if you're working at home. Or if you're re-entering the office, there's a whole nother stress involved with that. So we're very happy with the programs, the series that we create for them. We're doing some retreats. We just think that because we're small, we can customize exactly what the client wants. So that's been really beneficial. And with the same with the schools, we're doing a lot of really great programs in the schools. That is great. Um, I was very excited when I read that, that you are also focusing on the schools, because I'll tell you, my six-year-old, like, I find her meditating from time to time, because by seeing me, right. like... Then I see her in the pool and she, what are you doing? Meditating. <laughs> the other day we were on the boat. She said, I'm meditating. I'm saying on the water, like she was looking at the scene. And so it's amazing how it rubs off on them. And even if it seems like, oh, what are these kids going to learn? about? But just by just doing a little bit each day, what a powerful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I did a ton of work earlier in my mindfulness career um, through mindful schools, doing mindfulness and education. For the same reason, I have, you know, three children of my own who are now young adults. And Stephanie and I talk about this all the time. I mean, the stresses that they experience, the different types of 
uh, pressures with social media. It's just a whole different world um, than we had. And, you know, just not, not having an off switch, 24-7 access to communications, to information, it's a hard, it's a hard world for them. And now add the pandemic. So we are always really committed um, and passionate about um, helping and supporting kids learn these skills. Um, as early as we can. And to your point, Letitia, I mean, I've done a ton of work in schools in, with younger children, especially like they are very mindful. We are born very mindful. You know, a little kid can play with a blade of grass and be fascinated by it. And then what happens is we rush them into like, oh, come on, we don't have time for that. Let's go to our music lesson and our tutoring and our, and we rush them through life and they learn to be busy and hurried and not present. So I think it's an amazing thing for parents, again, to your point, when people, when I teach mindful parenting, they're, how do I teach this to my kids? Just do it yourself. Like if we slow down, if we take a deep breath, if we talk about our feelings, if we talk about our own experiences, if we're just more present and calm and open with our kids, they learn from us. So, so, so important. So, mm -hmm. so important. Teaching by doing, or what they say, learning by example. So yes, and exactly. uh, I know. Well, that's a good uh, next topic. Is I know Cheryl that you also um, speak, do public speaking, and uh, some of the subjects I see. I mean, I, I would definitely see why people would want to speak in on on all the the different subjects. What what's what subject of I saw like you have 10 different titles which one is the one that you enjoy the most or the one that you say this is the the speech or the or or the content that needs to be heard right now um wow that's a good question they're all I love talking about all of this as you can see I'm very passionate about it um you know I I just think that I mean it, it so many of the topics overlap but I think at the moment, at least, what's coming up in a lot of our classes and for me, and whenever I teach, I teach from my own experience. What am I, what am I working on right now? What am I noticing in my own life is just really how kind and compassionate we need to be to ourselves. These are really hard times, but truly life is always challenging. So I always say, you know, the pandemic didn't, really change life that much. It just magnified, you know, the uncertainty and the lack of control that we have. Um, and, um, and so I just think it's, I, you know, I think it is so important and I'd love to just, you know, connect with people on whatever you're feeling is okay. You're not doing it wrong. We don't always have to, you know, we, we spend so much, so there's so much self-help out there and there's so much like I need to fix myself mentality, and the thing I love about mindfulness is no, no, you don't. Like I, I love the idea of like, let just if you're if you're feeling frustrated, it's okay. Feel frustrated. If you're feeling sad, feel sad, it's okay. And the more we can meet that with it's okay, I'm gonna just meet myself with sort of kindness and with tenderness and with patience, we realize that whatever we're feeling is okay and it comes and it goes and it passes. And then, you know, and and we can really move through the ups and downs of life with greater presence and with and with greater what we call equanimity this ability to just kind of flow through life challenges will always come up joys will always be there if we can kind of loosen our grip on like what's wrong with me and why do I feel this way and just take a deep breath and be like this is how it is right now and it will change and whether that's something really awesome and joyful that we can embrace it fully and be there or whether it's something really painful and difficult and we know that it will pass I think that's just a really beautiful lesson, especially now for people. 
I think that's a very powerful point. Uh, uh, I don't know what I read that it said the importance of befriending your emotions, because as you said, the good ones, we embrace them, but the bad ones, we try to, to run away from them and not to think about it. And we put it somewhere in the back of our mind and try not to tap into what we're feeling and, and just the importance of befriending all emotions, the good and the bad, and learning to be with them is really a game changer. Beautiful. Yeah. We have to like, we, we always think what's wrong with me that I feel mm-hmm. this way. So yeah. what a beautiful lesson. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You're human. You know, there's that beautiful phrase in positive psychology. Just give yourself permission to be human. That's what he- being human is. And wow. yeah, if we sort of just befriend that and say, oh, this is how I feel right now. It's okay. It, it, it takes the pressure off and the burden. We feel relief. And usually what one of my students said in, in one of my classes is it's actually usually not as bad as you think it's going to be if you just sort of let it be felt, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. And then we realize that's where resilience comes from, right? As we realize like, okay, I can get through this. I'm okay in the midst of challenges, in the midst of difficulties. And that, to your point, I love the term befriending because yeah, it's okay. We all feel that way. And that's yeah. the other part of group practice is there's something very powerful about sharing that, right? We sort of hide that. We're all fine. Everybody's fine. There's a lot of, you know, emphasis on being happy and looking at the bright side. And I think the beautiful part about mindfulness is like, you know what? There's some really tough times and things hurt and it's okay. We're all experiencing it. And there's like a relief in that too, that we, in in our platform are able to share, which is, um, which I think is really helpful for people. Yeah, and I think COVID has brought that to not that, I, but they it has given us permission not to be okay because we yeah. feel that everybody's on the same boat one way or the other. So we don't feel like the only one that's not okay when everybody around us is thriving. Right now, we're in a situation where one way I always say I'm full of energy, and the only time I felt overwhelmed, I think, in my life was during the first six months of virtual schooling. You know, having a 10-year-old and a six-year-old and running a company and being home and running the house, I felt overwhelmed. And that's when I embraced my fullness, right? Because I say, I either do something or this is going to go, you know, I'm, I'm not me. I didn't feel myself. And so, but COVID has given us permission to, to also admit that. And that's why what you're doing is great because people, I think, need platforms like yours. And so... And um, so changing gears for the end of the interview, and I'm going to go to Stephanie because I assume she's the one that was mostly involved because I'm a TAP advocate and I know that you are small business owners and I know that TAP, you know, its mission is to help, you know, underserved small businesses, underserved minority owned businesses. And I know that a TAP made a big impact also in terms of helping you, you know, thrive. Can you share, I mean, let me start with Stephanie and then sure. obviously Cheryl, if you want to add in terms of sure. your TAP experience. Yeah. I mean, we were so grateful because, you know, like you said, the same six months that you had that you were feeling overwhelmed. I mean, we were, we literally had shifted our entire business plan, you know, 180. And now we were literally in our homes working around the clock trying to figure out like, how are we going to make this work? And, you know, it got to the point where both of our husbands are like, you got to go upstairs and go to sleep. Like you got to, you know, we got to set some boundaries here. You got to come to dinner. So when the amazing women at TAP that we had known through, you know, we had had a a special event for them in our studio. So we had an initial introduction to the group, but when, you know, we were in the midst of the first six months, they approached us about this 
boot camp that was it sounded amazing. I mean, for us, we were trying to make our our decisions just the two of us and to have this amazing opportunity to work with these expert women in finance and strategy and you know, we all we bring different things to the table, but there's a lot that the two of us still need to, you know, to lean on other people. So to be able to work with these two incredible consultants, Natsuko and Claire, for six months, you know, every week we would, actually for six weeks, uh, we sat for hours, you know, looking at our financials and, and discussing, this is when we were discussing about giving up our lease and, you know, what was going to happen to our business and our branding and, you know, who was our target customer and what were the growth areas for us. So these are all parts of the business that kind of tapped you know, kind of forced us to sit and really look at carefully so that we could like take a step back and digest it all and make what I think really smart decisions, you know, for our business. So we are so grateful to them. And, um, you know, we love working with them and we're just, you know, we're proud. We are, you know, a a, a top success story. We took the the work that they gave us, um, the council, and we, it really helped us. So, I, I suggest and I you know, would highly recommend any other small business that's looking for support to, to seek them out. That's great. That's great because I think part of our goal with this is that you know that the vision is one thing and the part that sounds great about when you want to go into your own business, but there's all this other load of things that are overwhelming and scary and, you know, and TAP's mission is precisely to help those out there that are in the similar situation. And uh, I definitely make a point to make the, the audience know that you're not alone. There's there's uh, companies and non- for nonprofits uh, just like TAP that are there to help and that you can reach out and, and find the help that you need. Um, Cheryl, do you want to share any of your thoughts on TAP? No, I just echo really what, what Stephanie said. They were a tremendous resource for us. And um, especially being a women-owned business and that we had, you know, these incredible, brilliant women who were there to support us. And, you know, it was it was great. And it really helped us in areas that we just, we were, we were just, as any small business owner would know, we were so busy just making our business function that we didn't have the time or the know-how how to look more strategically in the longer term. So they really helped us sort of set up a process to do that. So they were, they were, they were awesome partners. Well, that's great. Well, I know they told me because you're the first really success story, as Stephanie said, that we share. We have been featuring, you know, the the consultants and the and the and the leadership team, but they, you know, you were the first one they thought of. And they said, you know, you have you have to to showcase supposed to be present because they're the, a great success story. And uh, I can see wow, now, why now that I learn more about you. So if anybody out there is listening, they say, oh, I want to give it a try. What do I do? What do they do? Do they go to your webpage, which, I'm, of course, I'm sure. going to share on the show notes? Yes, we would. I mean, definitely check out pausetobepresent.com. That's our website where you can find all the information or you could shoot us an email at info at pausetobepresent.com. And, um, you know, we would love we're love everyone to try out a free class or a free week, whatever they want to see, because, you know, people want to see what it's all about. So we want to make sure it's comfortable for everybody. Of course. Um, That's great. And if you're a school or a company, the same thing. We're here. That's, 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And so anything else that you want to share? Anything that you think of when the COVID is done? This is like the vision that you have in one, two, three years. Anything exciting? That we you just share? want everyone to meditate. <laughs> That's great. We want everyone to take a few deep breaths. You know, one of the things I guess we could leave you with is there's a, a quote um, that I love and I'm, I'm not going to get it right because it's not at the tip of my tongue, but it's something about in the rush to get back to our lives, what are we rushing back to? And I think that's just a, it's a really good time to sort of take stock on all that we experienced in the past year. And I think we've all learned a lot about what's really important and what's most meaningful. And so I just think you know, mindfulness is this wonderful way to every single day do that, to just kind of take stock of what your day is all about and what's most important and take time for yourself and the people you love. So yeah, I think, you know, Stephanie and I will continue to aspire to get as many people as possible to explore the practice in any way that it fits in their lives. And I think it can really um, help transform lives. So we're excited to be able to do it. That's awesome. And so I cannot end the interview because it's a back to basic must asking all my guests, what other things besides meditation, because we all know that that makes you tick. What, what is something else that makes you tick? Like when you feel down, when you feel disconnected with yourself, like, uh, like Cheryl, when you send your husband to the park with the kids, uh, obviously you are trying to connect to what makes you tick. What, what is it besides meditation? I, I guess we both are very passionate also about our dogs. <laughs> we both, they are that, that is the unconditional love. And, and I think our dogs have both taught us about how to really, all they want to do is just look into your eyes and just be in the moment. So we love spending time with our dogs, with our families. I mean, I, we both travel, exercise, Cheryl, keep going. What else? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the only other thing I think that COVID has taught me besides those things is, um, is the natural world, is nature. Yeah. I think there's just been this incredible realization of how important our connection to the natural world, to the trees and to walks outside in fresh air and sunsets. I mean, you know, I think at one, one, at one point we all looked at each other and we said, were there always these beautiful sunsets that I never noticed? And there were, we just didn't notice them, right? So I just think that's been, that sort of left a lasting impression is how incredibly healing and connecting that can be is to just spend time outside and look out a window and just appreciate sort of the world that's much larger than ourselves that gets us out of our own heads as well. Really beautiful. Well, you will be amazed by how many people in the past six months or eight months have had the same exact uh, answer that say nature is always been there. And sometimes I haven't noticed how beautiful we had it. So that that's important. So if you're listening to these, just Take a, a pause, be present and look at something beautiful and be reminded that life is good. Well, ladies, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you, thank Leticia. You. And we'll definitely be uh, sharing uh, all your information on the show notes and until the next episode of Back to Basics. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe Rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you and until the next time.